And welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And oh, me, Alex. For fuck's sake. I'm so sorry, everyone. Oh, come on. I'm allowed to, <laughs> I'm, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to mix things up. I hate it. It's I hate so everything monotonous. about No, everything it's so about this. We do this every week. Yeah. Yeah, everything and I about this. Sh- it. But that's it. No, people like that. That's what they listen into. They, they people mouth and, and lip sync along to us saying these oh, things. See. That's it. As they're as they're on their commutes, I've heard people kind of just like that. I mean, obviously, they get the same sort of monotony with the intro, which I believe is the same one since we started. I yeah. don't know who's in charge of that. But no, I don't know. So, so what I've done is inadvertently just just completely bulldozed the this whole may podcast. Be, this may be a brand new show for all I care. This right, is this I is see. this is the start of a brand new show. <laughs> Um, the podcasting equivalent of losing all of your notes just before you start recording. Um, I kind of went into panic mode as everyone because I made a lot of notes last night on a lot of stuff for moving forward because obviously everything under the sun has kind of just dropped onto Disney. Everything under the sun. And uh, and so made a lot of notes on that. Made a lot of notes obviously on our film this week, but I kind of lost them. And so it reverted back to a previous saved uh, file. I, look, I... I, I it's it's just as much of a user problem. I, I sh- Maddie sat on the other sofa, kind of going, "You should have just saved it." I, yeah, I know, I know what I should have done. I know where I should have saved it. Okay, and that's I'm, why I didn't say any of those things I know. because I was also thinking those things. <laughs> you, why didn't you save it? I know, I know, I know now. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it the worst? But also, I do it all the time. Like, I am the worst at that. Of going, uh, as soon as someone's in any sort of peril, I'm well. You what you should have done with it. <laughs> absolutely and everyone hates that guy guy. (laughs) mate because we've got so much things to move on to this week let's get going now we are a music and movies podcast if you didn't know can i be so bold to tell you that that one true fact that has stayed sustainable throughout this whole process but what is not sustainable is the plot of this movie because whilst we are a music and movies podcast i haven't made a huge amount of comments on the music and i know you're got a few points to make on the music because there is a lovely little score that follows this movie yeah there um, is and i know that there is some really fun musical inclusions some unexpected musical inclusions and dare i say some very christmasy musical inclusions because of course this is the first of our two christmas episodes uh today being the 12th of the 12th uh, which is the starting of the 12 days of christmas that's not how it works that's um, not how it works but <laughs> let's go let's go with it 
So let's get into this movie. 1994. 94. It's a mental. It is. It is mental when you think when you think about it. And because it's one of these movies that I think have it's always been around. Do you know, it has always been around. I think. I think if you were to ask very very young me to date this movie, I would probably say 88 or 89 or something like that. Interesting. I would have said late 90s. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Really I for some reason Oh, that's an oh. That's yeah. interesting. No, I I always had it in my head. And the reason is is because my brother, I remember my brother showed me this movie. Um my little brother and because it was a sort of favorite of his, or he used to talk about it. And I had a few friends at school who used to like this one. And for some reason, I got <laughs> it in my head that it was a no. It was so I never talked about this movie with you. Oh, really? I've never. Yeah, it was. It was some sort of friends that we were in different years at school and friends of mine. And we and oh. we and they and yeah, we watched this quite a lot. I remember one of the friends at school had me convinced that his older brother was in this. You know, the little baby when he goes, "Well, then there's no Santa Claus in 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 the Santa wo- Santa's workshop." Yeah, there's and not the, a chance. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. Of course. So, um, what's your thoughts on this movie as a whole? I really, I really like it. I really don't. I know you don't. No, I, I knew don't I would like have. This I movie. knew I would have to come onto this podcast and defend this movie. And I knew you know, I would have to you know be what? on the defensive on this. Do you know what? I liked this movie up until I rewatched it, and when I rewatched it, I was like, it's, it's just kind of. I look, it's it's lovely and it's charming, but actually, I don't think it's nearly as as fun and as charming as maybe some other Christmas movies. Um, I think inherently a lot of Christmas movies, when you get into them and there's some really, I guess when you, <laughs> I'm going to ask some pretty searching questions. I'll be honest okay. with you, some parts of this movie. Some, <laughs> wow. We're going to get philosophical. Think, yeah, ladies and there's going to be some philosophical points in this one. Cause you can't avoid it. Right. But at the same time, that's the, the same thing can be said for quite a lot of movies. What, I mean, what surely the mum would have realized that Kevin McAllister is home alone before she got to the airport. She, you know, Buddy Buddy the Elf travelled all the way across the, the ocean on an, a small patch of ice. And, man, oh, yeah, there's, there's something about these Christmas movies. So what movies you're saying is, I don't, I don't like these Christmas movies because they're too easy to pick apart. They're, they're just a bit, well, this one particular, and we'll get, we'll get to it. Um, it very much is a film of its time. I mean, very yeah. much a film of its time. Yeah. And it's a classic christmas film and it had a trilogy and the trilogy wasn't that bad from memory well actually well my memory of the sequels is not very good at all actually i think i've only seen i'm sure i have seen them because i do remember alan cumming swan swanning around acting like jack frost i think he's supposed to be in the third one sure alan cumming and i do so i do no it's not actually alan cumming you know that it's not alan cumming no i thought it was alan cumming too I thought it was Alan Cumming too. It's not. It's actually Martin Short. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's mad. It's mad. What, I know what you what mean. What Christmas movie is Alan Cumming in? So I think you're confusing him for that scene in Goldeneye. What when he stood up and <laughs> shouted, he's invincible and turned to ice. <laughs> no, that's really going to annoy me because I am sure that I am sure that Alan Cumming is Jack Frost in something. Okay, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I'll, I'll I'll leave that one with you. What I'll do is I'm going to start us off here. So basically, the I, I want to kind of just frame this. So it's set in the '90s, and it's a very '90s start. We we've got this kind of the corporate dad who never has enough time to see his family. And when you watch this in parallel with a lot of other films coming out of that time, it's kind of 
it's quite hook esque, you know, the kind of how the dad yeah, is the cor- corporate so. and, and the kids are, you know, don't want obviously it's just it's, it's just one son um, instead of two children. But it's I, I was kind of like, oh, there's quite a lot of parallels across to this. Um, I think it's probably worth noting as well. Like one of the facts or one of the biggest facts, rather than covering this at the end, let's just say this one up top. There was a lot of potential recasts for this movie before Tim Allen was actually locked in. Now, to get through them all, um, I've made a huge list in multiple different ways. So I'm going to probably uh, repeat myself on some people here. So bear in mind. And to bring the conversation back two minutes, I can't find a Christmas movie with Alan coming in it. So I suppose fuck me. It's 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 Boris from Goldeneye, mate. That's what you're thinking. It's Boris from Goldeneye. Delivering delivering festive cheer to all those young children. brilliant. Actually, speaking of Goldeneye, do you know that the the satellite base in Puerto Rico just recently was uh, demolished? I think it was Puerto Rico. Really? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it's it's decommissioned now. uh, As of last last week, I think it was. Interesting. Yeah, so very timely. Very Very timely timely to be talking about being invincible and all that. Exactly. So the people who were potentially going to be tim allen uh tim allen tim allen scott scott calvin before tim allen was cast we had obviously robin williams and when we watched this together maddie and i we went oh that could be robin williams that quite easily of course could be robin i mean williams. robin williams can do anything though exactly also tom hanks chevy chase john ritter uh ritter was also uh considered for the role of neil as well john uh, ritter Kurt- would have been cool yeah, he would have been. Kurt Russell, who's previously paid, played Santa Claus now. Tom Selleck. Oh, yes. Give me that movie. Bill Murray. John Travolta. In fact, and with Bill Bill Murray, sorry, just before, Bill Murray, I think they, they actually wrote the part for Bill Murray to play it. All right. Yeah. They thought it. Yeah. And then John Travolta, a little callback from, uh, you know, yeah. the word. Uh, so, uh, so Rowan Atkinson, uh, who was potentially going to be playing there. Alan Rickman. Mike Myers, Michael Keaton, and Harrison Ford. Oh my <laughs> which days! Would have been mental. That would have been which mental. Have been... There are so many of those names where you where you were rattling them off, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah I want to see yeah. that. Yeah, I want to yeah. see that." And I was thinking about the Scott Calvin that we got, and actually, I think the closest one is what you said it was written for, which was Bill Murray, right? Bill Murray, yeah, absolutely. because when he starts when he starts off, he's got all these really kind of cynical little quips that, yeah. that he throws away a la yeah. groundhog day yes 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 so yes. i wonder if well i hope you're happy you know all this yeah sort of stuff. well i hope you're well happy, he also <laughs> and and i think he he also brings very much of his home improvement like i'm not I, i'm not an expert on tim allen's home improvements i know it was a huge tv series okay i'm sorry i don't know about it i also know that he was a best-selling author at the time which was don't stand so close to the naked man so yeah. he had the best-selling film 94 the best-selling novel and tv series yeah so this was Tim, Tim Allen everywhere. At yeah, this he was very diversified. Wasn't he a drug mule as well? He was. So he was arrested for cocaine charges in the 80s and 70s, which is mental. And actually, when you look at a photo of him in a snapshot, he's a good looking, he's a good looking guy. Absolutely. He's a cool, good looking guy. And you go, actually, yeah. Well, and, and he changes awful lot in this movie. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing that I, I loved about it was when we, when we had that corporate opening of everyone talking he he goes up on stage and he talks and it's what's really funny is is um his colleague she has the microphone and he starts speaking and then maybe just about two minutes in he just rips the mic off her and yeah. just starts going i don't know i don't, I don't know another thing yeah, and then there's sure. a joke and you're like oh god yeah exactly i'm like oh yeah that's when this movie was set yeah like, that's when that's yeah to was... date it even to date it even more there was a there's a there was really quite a 
awkward, which I I suppose was funny at the time, but it was like, but our family, our wives and families aren't here, which I suppose is why Johnson's secretary is sitting on his lap. It cuts to a, a, a secretary all in like business black, but, but very form-fitting business black, sitting on Santa's lap and Santa giving a, having a big grin and a thumbs up. Yeah. Going, a big, a naughty okay, Santa. Johnson's definitely sleeping, George, his, is, sleeping, is, with, is sleeping with his secretary and the yeah. whole office is, gang, is egging him on. Yeah. <laughs> fully endorsing this everyone is having a good time in this situation the secretary the secretary loves it because the slight sense of peril is what makes it so endorsing for absolutely. her absolutely oh my days it. yeah that that was a bit of a dating joke to be honest but th- i mean there we go the, the, the real dating element is yet to come because i know i you know what i'm gonna get right. at um so the music in this movie it's it the the score of of this movie i think it is lovely it is lovely and dare i say it john williams-esque it is a little john williams-esque you're absolutely right lots and lots of brass fanfares and Mm. lots of really fast running strings doing a lot of very acrobatic things which is very very john williams so i think from a hollywood perspective it's kind of taking from those kind of john williams you know, family movies and talking like yeah. Hook, uh, Hook and Home Alone in particular, I think mm. it's very inspired from. But also from a Christmas perspective, I was getting a lot of Tchaikovsky, a lot of um, oh, Nutcra- yeah. yes. Nutcracker. You know, the ballet, the, yeah. the ballet, the Nutcracker is uh, set at Christmas time. It's a festive ballet. And mm. Tchaikovsky's music for that, again, is lots of like running strings and lots of, you know, big yes her- heroic moments and i was just getting that vibe and there's always something slightly russian i i get from santa claus as a concept anyway yeah i don't know that's, i don't know what it, i don't know what it is about it i think it's like maybe like the 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 sled and you know all the all the that's snow it, yeah it's, it's kind of yes yeah, scan scandinavian russian-esque i get yeah that. I get and that. I, mean, I think the 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 music well, actually, Lapland, obviously yeah and and i think the music actually did a really good job of laying into that because i think a lot of the orche- of the that orchestral original soundtrack didn't really kick in until santa claus was really introduced when, exactly. when the magic started happening yeah so i think right, everything right. before that is all tracks and stuff yes right? yes yeah no you know you're right so it's just it's 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 music i've i've got one inclusion before it just to finish it off there so the, the composer is michael uh, convertino i i am not familiar with this no composer. i'm not either and i looked up i looked up his wikipedia page in interesting uh, for my token gesture of research for this podcast nice thanks alex uh-huh. thank you i know you appreciate my work <laughs> and uh i this is the only movie of his that i have seen oh cool yeah. nice okay or even heard um, of <laughs> now I don't know the name of the song, but it's the one that goes. Dun, 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 yeah, that's dun, Carol dun. of the Bells. Carol of the Bells. Yeah. I was going to call it something else, which was not the name. Yeah, Carol of the Bells I is really, a fantastic track. I really like it's, Carol of the it's Bells. A really unique Carol. Yeah, because now, it's you, really intense. <laughs> it is. It's 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 really intense, isn't yeah. it, for a Christmas Carol? Yeah. I don't know if it was rightly placed at the start of this movie because it kind of had a kind of it's it's quite got sinister tones. It's very yeah, minor kind of and... sinister, incredibly dramatic. In the context yeah. of this movie, uh, it 
says that something is coming. It says that something yeah. is going to happen. It it instills that mystery. And we have at the shop window when all the children are looking in the window whilst Carol the Bells is playing, you can see one of the elves. Absolutely. So that's something that I'm talking about. The elves are kind of littered throughout this movie, which brings me to my first point about this movie. I think what's really clever is that they, and they don't lean into enough of, is the element of, and Charlie kind of says it very quickly, so it's time dilation. That's how we can get to every single family and every single night. Yeah. I like to think that the elves all knew that Scott Calvin would be the next Santa. Right. Because it, it, it brings it less spontaneous and less of what I'm going to be calling this, which is the voodoo curse of Santa. Oh, yes. And more and more into a kind of you've been selected because you have the right character. And whilst maybe you don't have all of the right flaws at this moment yep. in time, you, we know that you are the person who could be taking yep. this role. And there's a little be, bit more prophecy to it as opposed lying. to a little bit more. I would more. be lying if that aspect of the plot of this movie didn't escape me this time. And yeah. it, it has escaped me throughout my childhood when watching that, this exactly because too, i've been like too. oh he becomes santa claus that's a really nice that's a really nice uh thing and i was like no he was duped by some very <laughs> some, by some very evil magic small print on a business card and and, and and that aspect of it i was um a bit disturbed by but at the same time i do like the, the twists that they do on on the wordplay of the Father Christmas story, yeah, like yeah, making yeah. clause, clause, yeah, the, clause, the yeah, last yeah, yeah. line of a contract. I think that yeah. is brilliant. I think I rose think, such a rose such a clatter. Yeah, the rose, rose such a clatter. The, the rose such a ladder company. Such a, that was brilliant. I thought it was really good. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. And I think that's really original. I think seeing the clause as in the last line of a contract, and he's a businessman. I think that was a very unique angle at the time but obviously with the benefit of all the decades of hollywood since then right yeah and yeah, we're yeah, able yeah. to actually look objectively at what's actually happening to this poor man in the mm. movie we're thinking oh my god this is madness the the real song that i think it does i i think is the more appropriate song rather than the 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 um the choir of the bells is uh white christmas bing crosby yeah. Because it come it like when I think of this movie, you know, for example, it's gonna take four hours to do the turkey yeah. and the whole piece at the start and he goes, Badoo, badoo, do do that I like I just think that's really I like that. Because yeah. that's that's a good use of a Christmas song for a Christmas film. It has that kind of oh come on, Dad. And it also back to the home improvements very quickly. Do you know what Tim Allen was famous for doing in home improvements? Do you know what he was very famous for, for doing? Cocaine? He was famous for making... No, apart from the cocaine <laughs> off the set. He was he was famous for doing grunts. And like, oh, 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 oh. And making grunt noises. Okay. And I looked into this, right? And there is an edit on YouTube. I'm not going to link it because I'm not going to put you through that. It's 15 minutes. Someone has edited every single grunt that he's done. What? I don't understand. I don't understand what I th it's such a thing of the 90s. Like, oh, and my character's just going to make grunts throughout everything he does. Um, I mean, look, I'll be honest. I've n I don't know what Home Improvements is. I've never watched it. I've said it at the start. I'll say it again. I don't know if it's a sitcom. Well, do I. I think I've got no idea. I think it's a we didn't sitcom. grow up in America. Is it a Home, Impro is it a home Improvements? Although there is a nice, uh, there is a nice kind of... Um, I guess throwback line or not throwback a kind of an Easter egg almost as it were to home improvements where he's in Santa's workshop and he puts the tool belt on very quickly and then he puts it down again. Which uh, I was like, ah, oh, was that I was that, that a, was that a nod and a wink? It was a nod 
and it oh, was my a wink. days. Well, that that totally also... escaped me as well because I've not seen that show either. <laughs> no, exactly. I also really. What's your thoughts on the the Denny's, the dads of dads Denny's. of Denny's? I think that's really I loved funny. It. I love the joke. I love the joke yeah. of these hapless like single dads that can't do that can't do Christmas for their kids. They burn the turkeys, <laughs> so they go to Denny's. You've spent some time in America. Have you ever been in a Denny's? I have, yeah. Oh, it's one of the most depressing places in the world. They're horrible. But when I was, but when I was a kid, I loved it. Like we, when I was a kid, we used to go. I think we went to like Orlando once, and we and we went, and it was like, oh, it was amazing because it was just just sugar. It's just, do you want any more sugar? Here's some more sugar with your sugar. And and we went to, I think we that day we we had a like as an eight year old, as an eight year old growing up in Scotland with your brothers, and you you go, what I want to do is I want to eat as much sugar as I can in processed food and then go and see Mickey Mouse. And so my memories of Denny's are actually really quite uh, really quite happy ones, right. but I know it's horrendous. I right, know it's horrendous. Okay. But then I was looking at this, I was looking, because I think I had those kind of dreams of what Denny's were, was when I was watching this movie as a child. So I think yeah. actually I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. But then I was watching, yeah. the, and then but then I was watching the scene, and the decor is just terrible, and nah, horrible. You, you've just got this big, for some reason, corporate Japanese business. Oh, business that's party funny. Going yeah, on in the front. yeah. And I was thinking, what? What? Where? Where have these what, guys come yeah. from? Why, why yeah, are they yeah, there? Yeah. I'm not really sure. Not really sure. And then all the dads at the back, I'm like, God, this is depressing, isn't it? I like the I like the look when the, when one of the dads goes burn the turkey and he kind of waves and he's got obviously he's bandaged up his hand. I love yeah, so I love he's that come joke, via the I hospital. Also, <laughs> exactly, but I also love the well he could be a doctor he could have just patched himself up but he's on he's on thin. <laughs> but Do- yeah, doctors straight don't ruin to daddies. <laughs> no 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 they they he he but like think of his chain of command. So he's come straight from the hospital, like that means that he started cooking the turkey a while ago, which means he probably. He probably could have went, well, we could get somewhere before it closes, unless he was waiting in the long queues at the hospital. But if he's a doctor, which means he's patched it up himself. God, we're getting too yeah. into this. I want to know the story. No, 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 right. Done. And what, Do you think you, what you've actually hit that? on is this is a very, very long evening. This is a yeah. very, very long evening. Because it is, right yeah, at the start of the movie, it. right? Isn't he late to isn't he late to get home to see Charlie? Because he's at yes. his office Christmas party. Yeah, and that doesn't look like an early that night. That doesn't look like an early night. So that's the start of the night. Then he drives home in, by the way, an empty freeway. Again, implying that it's yeah. late at night. And yes, then yes. he gets home where Charlie and ex-wife are waiting. I've, I've forgotten yeah, her the, name. You're right. And then, and then after that, are, is it the same evening? That then, that then he yeah, goes in right. going, you're oh, absolutely four hours right. for the turkey. And I'm like, four hours for the turkey. It's 11 p.m. Go to bed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then they go, so they're sat at Denny's at two yeah. in the morning. They must, they yeah. must be. That's a really good yeah, point. I'm like, like, yeah. what? Where is this night? I also, I also love the look that Tim Allen gives him when he shows the hand. Tim Allen's like, like oh my god like yeah this is depressing yeah mate we know it's depressing the whole thing is horrendous um but my god do you right so let's cut forward to that the latest of the late so we're talking like this must be four in the morning when charlie wakes him up because there is a clatter on the roof there there arose such a clatter there did and 
I want to kind of get into this point because so so Tim Allen's gone on record. He was on I think Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel I think it was or, or Fallon. It was no, it was Fallon. Sorry, he went on Fallon and he kind of went, oh, in the original script, um, Scott Calvin shoots Santa. Brilliant. Because he intrudes, he intrudes into his house, and I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, f- just include that bit. I get it. Like, who? Ca- like, I don't understand. I don't understand this scene after watching the, the 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 Christmas after, where they go, here you can have rope, and here you can have flame retardant s- suits, and you can you can here's all this stuff so that you don't die. But they gave him nothing. Like. All he did was go, "Hey!" As if someone shout, as if Santa has never been shouted at by someone yeah. else. You think? Well, not exactly. How easy? Went- how easy it was for the previous Santa to get discovered, where a child just yeah. woke up in a bed. You know, flash forward to a bit later when Scott Calvin's going down the chimney and he's interacting with dogs. He's waking up uh, little yeah. girls on yeah. sofas. Like you know, yeah, people yeah. are very aware. That Santa's around. At one point, you hear a shotgun being cocked. At one point, when he's in someone's house, you go, "Who's down there?" Yeah. You go, "I'm sure, I'm sure you hear." But it's like, but it's mental. And also, it begs the question, right? So, I, 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 I just don't. This is what I'm talking about. It's a curse, mate. It's a voodoo curse. Nobody wants it because, right? If Santa only comes out one day a year, that means that every Santa's first day on the job is Christmas, like yeah. that night. So you're flung straight into the action. There's no so this guy before obviously has has either and that's the thing is this guy always being Santa? Was he just Santa for last year and he was terrible at it? And what's even more crazy as I was thinking about this was as you write the mum and the the her new husband they lament at how they didn't get what they wanted from Santa and I don't think they're bad people. They're not on the no. bad list. So this Santa, not only is he not good at his job, he's not good at staying on a roof. He's, he, he has no other ways of making sure that, hey, when I'm on a roof, maybe I should expect for someone to shout at me. And then I, I just don't understand. I don't understand yeah. me. Like, it's, it's, it's totally flawed from start to finish. It is a weird one. It is a weird one. And it's not something I've ever cared to question Uh previous and whilst and, i'm on it and i am questioning it now like but it is fun and whilst i'm on the other oh no mate don't i don't I am, i'm like yeah. oh, whatever <laughs> okay let's watch comic far exactly. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the same time right the other question which i have which is even more troubling is this is a universe where santa exists yep. okay but this is also a universe where parents then are not buying their kids toys yeah, no, right. Okay, so I had a theory about this. I had a theory about okay, this, which then got kind of disproven as the as the scene went on. But nice. my initial theory was because the first presence that he delivers on that first night as Scott Calvin are like little ones. There's like a book yes. and a little doll or something like that. Sure, And sure, there's yeah. already other presents underneath the tree. So I kind of thought, it was a kind of top up kind of deal, you know. Yeah, and, I agree. I and, came to the and same that conclusion. It was, and that Christmas morning would happen, and it would be a sort of commentary on, you know, on consumerism. These parents have bought so much stuff that they actually don't remember what they've, what 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 they've bought and yes. put under the tree, and so they're like. Where did that come from? I suppose I must have bought it, like because it's just yeah. There. And I thought, but, but, and then that was then, great. But, and then he 
took a kayak out of it. And I thought, yeah, was, nah. yeah the big canoe. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that instantly right. disproves that theory. You, you would, re- <laughs> you, you would, would remember, remember if you bought your exactly. kids a canoe. But, but, and what also adds to that, what also adds to what you're saying, and I, because I came to exactly the same conclusion, but I didn't come to it from that element of it. I came to it for the fact of. What what the fuck are they making in that toy shop? Like, what are they making? Oh, we've got a wooden stool over here, and Bart, Bart over there, he's made a fire truck. Magic! It's it, like the kids aren't going to want this. Where's where's the where's the Nintendo's? No, but they where's are making the, that. The, they are making those the... branded stuff because uh, because oh, what's the ex-wife's name? <laughs> what's the ex? What's the ex-wife's point. name? We were gonna. We were gonna get. Is it this Laura? Laura? Right. Okay. It's Laura. It was Laura. Yeah. Yeah. Because Laura and Neil. Laura finally gets her mystery date or, game, or is which is branded. Yeah. It's DK. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or I sometimes call her Hope, Hope Van Dyne because yeah. of the because of the haircut. Oh, all right. Okay. The, fair enough. Looks, fair enough. The old, the old, uh, mm, very good. Man, very good. You know, very clean. Yeah, but very... no, but. So they do make like the branded stuff. So they they do deliver Nintendos and stuff like that. I'm sure they do. The only thing that actually I did have a foolproof solution for was the sack. How the sack? Oh right, okay. He must. They must be streaming. It's like a Netflix model where you're actually not sending the full present. You're just sending parts of the present to like a depository and i'm like wow that's some really that's some really sophisticated oh, tech that, that that's, that's much better I wonder, that's much better than my opinion no, which was just that it's a magic no, it's, sack no no, no right, it's not okay, magic cool. it's streaming so it's 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 an elements of cloud computing and how they do it and so you're downloading kilobytes of information so that it creates one so that when you and then he's on a list and a rotor and it's actually it's it's the data that backs up that is is, is it's done a lot of edge processing so it's a really intelligent system that he has um what do you think he's going to top up with what about a cookie oh, dispenser yeah, cookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental. It's mental. Compact. Compact. Disc. Oh, that's good. Oh, it really annoys me. It re- no, but it's like... <laughs> okay, a cocoa yes, and cookie fine. dispenser. CD. Love it. It's fine. No, but yeah, how much do you want to have some of that cocoa from that kind of goblet, though? Oh, mate, it, oh, it does it look yeah, magic. Yeah, it does and you never see nice. what's inside yeah. of it. It's the goblet that sells it. It's the it goblet. Really it does, yeah. It's not quite, not quite as good looking as the eggs from Shrek. But it's we'll, fine. Uh, you know, the ones. <laughs> all right. Um. When he lands at the North Pole, there's a nice little uh, there's a nice little chorale piece of music that plays as the elf comes out, and you see and you see the uh, the North Pole emerge and types in the code. Yeah, it's a very very cheesy song. Do you know what song this is? I don't. No, neither do I. So there we go. But I really enjoy it, and I think it's a point to raise in this that I think the the beyond the composer's piece and beyond the you know the Bing Crosby and the ZZ Top, I I like the. Uh, the music is very, very just a Christmas music movie for this. Yeah, um, we've obviously given the composer his dues because I do think you're right. Like that is a lo- that is lovely. I think um, it's a lovely score, and I think it's highly underrated. I think highly it's got, underrated. I think it's got a lot of variety in it. There's, yeah. it's not just like one overture tune that's just played a couple of different ways. There's you're a right. lot of different things going on in there. The you know the big one. You can hear on the um, there is a soundtrack for it, mm. and it's uh, not over any oceans, which is obviously right at the right at the end when he takes Charlie for one last ride in the 
in the sleigh. Well, we don't know it's the last one. There's probably much more rides in the sleigh. Well, there is a Santa Claus, a two, and a Santa Claus, a three. Yes, and he's going to be Santa Claus forever because, as Mm -hmm. previously discussed, it's a curse that nobody wants. It's a a voodoo ritual. It's a voodoo ritual that nobody wants. And, uh, yeah, and that's just this really nice adventure-y, you know, it's lovely. It is a really nice theme. It actually is. And the piece that actually that really got me with the end was during Scott and Santa... Uh, it's okay, Neil. Do you know he goes? It's okay, Neil, and he goes, Santa, Santa, yeah. and it's, and and he goes, it's actually a beautiful piece of music because, um, and it's when she throws the custody papers out the window, or she, or she throws them into the fire. Yeah, she throws she? them into the fire. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's really sweet that piece of music, and and I think it, I think it is. It accompanies it very well for the scene. Yeah, but... there's a lot of sentimentality in the score that's mm. really selling the the drama or the magic on screen, and I really appreciate it for that. The, I also think that the elves are quite good. I like Bernard and I like Judy. I think they're both really great. Yeah. I think some of the elves are actually, some of the child actors are really good. In yeah, this. they're really good. I, I especially appreciated how Judy delivered that line, which I imagine must have been really awkward for a young kid to oh, say about, when yeah. he's sitting in pajamas and, he, and uh, he says, you're looking good for your age. And she then says, thanks, but I'm seeing someone in rapping. Yeah, yeah, and I think exactly. that is a brilliant line, and I think she delivered it so so well. No, don't get me wrong; some of the jokes in this are really really funny. Yeah, they are. My my favorite joke is when he he wakes up in the in the, the pajamas, and she goes, "Nice pajamas," and he's shouting, and he goes, "I don't I don't usually sleep in pajamas. I usually sleep butt naked." Yeah. And then he goes. Oh, morning, Mrs. O'Hara. Morning. Yeah, this is like a mother thought, and a child are walking past. Morning, Mrs. O'Hara. I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Like, there's some, re- there is some really, really funny. There's some really funny yeah. points, and I also liked the other point that I want to talk about is the boardroom meeting where he has clearly put on weight. That that's a weird scene, isn't it? Because yeah. there's almost it's. I think that's kind of edging on problematic for today, where you kind of go. But at the same, you know, it's kind of, is it fat shaming? Is it not really? But at the same time, if if someone came back two weeks after Christmas or whatever, however long they've been away and they came in looking like that, yeah, you would be like, what the, f-? like, what oh, is yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. No, you would. Two weeks, yeah. And then and then when he's in the, you know, what, what scene I got, I found really confusing was when he was in the doctor's and, and he said, I've gained 45 pounds in a week. And the doctor's like trying to find an explanation for this as if that's somehow in the realms of possibility. Going, yeah, 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 well, yeah. Yeah, just cut out the sweets. Forty five pounds in a week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's unacceptable. Yeah, it's, just cut out. It's madness. But to go back to that boardroom, actually, the the other thing I found really creepy, like this time watching, or not really creepy, but slightly you know, it made me kind of go, ooh, not yeah, sure about this. Was the fact that, you know, he'd ordered all these desserts. Mm-hmm. And then he was like waxing lyrical about like the real spirit of Christmas and Santa Claus and all that stuff sure. as if he'd been possessed. Like that wasn't That's actually it. him. You're right. And he You're said, right. and he said that, and he said that when he, when they left the meeting and they were stood on the balcony and he was like, I don't know what came over me. So that was like an active thing that was deliberate in the movie that it's a he's getting changed. Like his personality yeah. is changing yeah. and he's being, he's being possessed by the spirit of Christmas. Exactly. And, and I'm like, I'm finding this very problematic. It is. It is. You're like, you're absolutely right. And this is the point I'm trying to make is that I, I just, he, 
he's going it's against his will like it's it's like a parasite it's yeah. a parasite that's what it is there's a christmas worm yeah like we're watching a we're watching a fucking doctor who christmas special over here yeah. okay we're not watching a real episode or a real film and it's malicious. It's, it's, it's malicious it's malicious it's malicious it by is. the elves as well because it's in yeah. small print it, that yeah. just looks like a little border around the business card because nobody wants to do this. Yeah. Who would want to do this? They put the in big point. letters, put on right. the suit. But, but and the s- then in small letters, oh. this is what happens if you put on the suit. But at the same point, right? If you think about it, you really change someone's life. Just if you're going to change everything about a human, you just need a, hu- you need a, sh- he's an empty shell. He's a vessel for this creature. Give it to a homeless person. Give it to someone who needs a roof over their head. Because if they're going to change their whole personality, their whole looks, they're going to change where they eat, where they sleep, what they do, what they think about every day and they've not got time for a job just give it to a homeless person why doesn't a homeless person yeah. get to be santa yeah absolutely i don't understand it absolutely you know actually improve someone's life don't exactly. ru- don't ruin exactly. someone's life exactly it's fucking bananas somebody would take that there are plenty of people out there that would take that it, the whole mental health element of it is you know how they're like you've lost the plot and they're all just like oh my god he's gone mental and it because he has yeah i'm like if if i was this kid's mum, that's legit but when yeah. you watch this when you watch this as a kid you go oh let him it's just because he's santa yeah. let the kid stay <laughs> yeah. with his dad we hate, we hate stepdad neil we hate <laughs> judge reinhold <laughs> And you go, they've got a fucking valid point. Yeah. Like, they are absolutely in the right. Those custody papers should not go in the fire. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> mental. It's bananas. It's a, it is absolutely bananas. But do you know what, though? I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Do you know what? I, I genuinely do not care. At no point in rewatching this movie did all these realizations <laughs> of the Santa Claus curse in any way ruin this movie for me. Alex, if the kid, right, if the elves, if Bernard can teleport into the house, what he does at the end when he steals the sandwich, the crest sandwich, which looks really tasty actually. Yeah. Why did it? Why does Santa? Why Santa needed to be there if they can just teleport in? And then on top, you've got the elves with attitude. Oh, elves with attitude. ELFS. I really like the saying the word. Yeah, you've got the ELFS, right? They've got jetpacks. So why are they got jetpacks when he can? He's got a sleigh, and he like this is not efficient. I don't understand the rules. I don't know what the rules are here. <laughs> and what do the elves do? They're just useless. And that brings me on to the final point. And this is not a plot point. This is the movie. What's your thoughts on the CGI? Um, Shonky. It's the worst CGI I've ever seen. It's not the worst the CGI worst you've CGI ever, seen. ever seen. It's not the worst CGI. There, there is some proper, excellent 90s morphing going on in here. And I love it. Oh, I love it when he finishes shaving. That's brilliant. I won't have a bad word said against it. So, so the worst. Yeah, you're fine. Actually, I'll give you the. I'll give you the shaving scene. But I do not excuse the first night. You know when the. You know when the sleigh falls off the roof. Oh, and yeah. it just goes past the screen. And then when it lands on the next roof and it looks like something that you'd seen out of like an early 90 Microsoft paperclip, it looks horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah, it looked to me like very early experimentation with uh, 3D movies. Yes. You know, yeah. when, when, and I was like, oh, that, that sleigh was very clearly supposed to pop it out of the screen like, right it, there. It, well, it looked like stop motion animation is what it looked like. The bit yeah. when it the bit when it just landed perfectly onto the roof. I hate it. Oh man. 
you want to talk a little bit about ZZ Top in this? Because let's talk about something. They that picked actually... the wrong song. Do you think they, they did? No. Yes, they picked the wrong ZZ they Top have song. Give, give me all your loving. No, it was give me all your loving. <laughs> what it should have been was sharp dressed man. Oh really? Oh yeah, that's fucking yeah. Because yeah, he because yeah. he's fully yeah, realised yeah, yeah, as yeah, Santa yeah. Claus, and they're going down and they're walking inexplicably. They're just they're doing this. Um, epic superhero march like down a I corridor like inexplicably and then they randomly throw in a little dance move where they go like <laughs> i mean you can't you can't you can't see me but they do this, like this little dance move where they put their they put their arms up and i'm like why are they playing gimme all your loving it yeah. should be sharp dressed man he's just become santa he is a what is sharp this dressed man. the thing is right so that's the thing as well with with um, Tim they Allen. come a running just as fast as they can Because <laughs> every girl's crazy for a sharp, sharp dressed man, man. Da, 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 But the, thi- <laughs> the, the thing with him, right, is that he As Tim Allen, and I think this is just more a piece on Santa Claus If I was a trans- transforming When he's in the full Santa Claus suit The prosthetics and the makeup and how he looks That is very good 100%. Very good. That stands up. They even 100%. In, the, in the special features, they, they showed how they created all of that. And apparently it was like a sweaty suit that you used to put on. And oh he was God. in like a studio. Used to I think that's a hours. rule of thumb. I think that's yeah. a rule of thumb. The better, the better the prosthetics and the costumes look, the more uncomfortable it is for the actor to exactly. actually to actually do it. Apparently, he was like, all the kids were like, "Are you Santa?" And he was like, "I'm not fucking Santa Claus." You know, like, just swearing at these children. Just, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Just, like, chain smoking and just the just horrible. Um, snorting apparently, coke. Gave him, snorting coke. Exactly. Yeah. Probably <laughs> nearly made him turn back. But it, I reckon but I've got two great. more coke references in the rest of the podcast. Yeah. No <laughs> he he does. Look, holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Coca-Cola. Which, Coca-Cola. by the way, that's still the best christmas uh, tv ad ever made coca-cola christmas ad love it is it not one of the many john lewis ones that they release every year to try and well, target those hearts? Those, those are incredibly when sentimental did they st- and when tragic did they start? when did they start when did christmas adverts really like start trying to one-up each other oh within the last decade it is in the last decade within the last it? decade yeah. but coca-cola has had santa claus sipping on a sipping on a coke at the back of a truck for decades and it's been brilliant and they've never well, changed it and it's wonderful i think that's why he's red i genuinely think that is why he's red it was it was coca-cola branding i think so yeah 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 Amazing. although to be fair we're not giving credit to the iron brew advert for the snowman <laughs> do you remember that one yeah you know, the he, nicked, to that. he nicked my iron brew and let go of my hand <laughs> that was really good that was really funny what are we talking about again oh yeah this know. film look it's a fine film. It's fine. And I, 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 here's the thing. This film will be shown to my children. Oh, 100%. Therefore, it does its job. It's, it's, a, it's a good movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not a terrible, terrible movie because it's, it's not earnest. But I just didn't really like it. Watching it again, I'm like, and it's, and it's, I'm the problem. Like I've said this every time I don't like a movie that we've done. It's, it's, I'm the problem because I well, can't see past these little things of it's a curse and it's a voodoo ritual and the whole yeah. thing of it doesn't make sense. Because I the, like to it's think it's not supposed to make I sense. I like, obviously, I like to think that all the adults, all the writers who wrote this when they were, you know, chain smoking in the writers' room at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like to think that they were joking about this stuff. I like, oh, yeah, I, I like yeah, to yeah. think that they were sitting there. Clearly making a you know Disney family fun movie. What, what were they snorting? But actually, they oh, coke <laughs> aggressively. Aggressively, they're just going. 
and Santa Claus is a curse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's going, oh, fuck yeah. Let's turn the spot. Rudolph's a little shit. Rudolph gets all the attention. What about in fact, Comet? Rudolph's not even in it. No. Give, 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 Comet, give Comet the real story. Yeah, give, give Comet, Comet's a little shit. He's like... <laughs> He's like the gang leader. He's he's the one who's he's the one that's fucking up this guy's life. So oh, you're gonna be Santa. I think I Comet's dark. What about Blitzen? Poor Blitzen. I bet he's I bet he's right under the thumb by Comet. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you know him another reindeer? Dancer? Yeah, dancer. Yeah, prancer. Dancer, prancer. Uh, as in yeah, yeah, prancer. Yeah, prancer. <laughs> I reckon I reckon Comet could kick five shades of shit out of Prancer. Probably. Imagine your imagine your name is Prancer and you've got Comet as your you don't stand a chance, do you? <laughs> Probably you not. Don't stand a chance in reindeer school. Why if one of the reindeer falls off the roof? <laughs> they can fly, it doesn't matter. It's the reindeer that can fly. Oh Alex, I hate it. <laughs> I will I will watch this movie every Christmas though. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's brilliant. No, it's one you have to. You do have to. You have to. Oh, brilliant how many thumbs ups again are we done oh, i don't know i really don't know because there's a lot of nostalgia factor in here and i do really I, really love the music the music is really good i i'm leaning towards two thumbs up yeah, if i'm honest I, I, I think i think it's the i think it's one I think it's because you, I think one because as you say they threw the ZZ Top track in they didn't choose it properly they didn't I choose the right the, ZZ Top track I think and I don't think the sinister bells piece of music the the choir for the bells at the start is right but the composer's lovely I love the Bing Crosby elements of it I love I love even like you know when the, he's eating he's finishing all the desserts and they've got the Jeopardy piece of music in the background which is I guess kind of funny and a piece yeah. of its time I don't know I don't think it's two mate I don't think it's two I think it's one for me. Oh, there it's a go. shame. I think you're probably right, but I think it's mm. I think it's a shame because I think a lot of the original scoring, a lot of effort went into it, and it was crafted mm. very very well. Yeah, yeah. Well, shall, we'll shall I be devil? Shall I be devil's avocado and give it two? Yeah, do it. Okay, mate. I'll do that. Do it, mate. I'll do that. The deviled avocado, absolutely, or the Santa Claus avocado, because as previously mentioned, oh, this, the, the the plot of this movie is uh, evil incarnate. It is, yeah, exactly. And Jack and 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 and, uh, and and Alan Cummings isn't in the in the, the sequel. And he's either. not. And he's not. To be fair, that actually shocks me just as much as it shocks it, it you. It shocks me, but it, it also shocks, shocks me that, ev- that that everyone thinks that it is Alan Cumming. It's the Christmas spirit of Boris. <laughs> it's the Christmas spirit of Boris. No, I've been Boris. Boris. <laughs> Moving forward. Why don't we? Mate, this week. Holy shit. Disney kind of just went, um, you want content? I'll give you content. I mean, I'm drowning in the Disney content. Do do you know, though? Do do you know? I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be funny here, but I was thinking about this, right? 
I actually think it's overwhelming. It so the, Disney Disney have put themselves in a position where they probably next year, like they've doubled down on the whole pandemic piece. And you've got to think they were planning this for a while. But, yeah. but, but what Disney have done, and actually it's very c- clever because yeah, the, the cinemas are not going to pick up for, for at least another year, I would say. Yeah. Disney has very much doubled down on the fact that cinemas are not going to be reopening um, for a while. They're not definitely going back to max capacity. But I must, I, I've got to think... By downloading, uh, by by releasing this much stuff, you are probably creating the number one platform. I mean, the 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 Disney next year, when we get everything that they have promised, there's no doubt in my mind that this will be the best platform or the most desirable platform out there. Because actually, alongside all the all the properties that they've announced that they're bringing out so all the star wars and marvel stuff which we're gonna rattle through don't worry yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, we're we'll gonna, get, we're we'll gonna mention all. everything but what they've also done is that they've said that they're going to release the mature content from their acquisitions so any eight like 15 or 18 rated movie that you can think of from fox yeah and yeah you know, from all these things that you know that um, Disney have bought over the years, they're going to be made available in another corner of it's, Disney Plus. Like it, it is mental, and it's it's a little bit overwhelming, slightly worrying. But basically, your cultural content is now all coming from the one, the one corporation. No, absolutely. Next and year, like it been, is really worrying. It is worrying and you know, I I am one of those massive hypocrites who can see it coming a mile away going like, you know, when when Spider-Man got brought into the MCU and mm. everyone's like this is the best, this is the best Spider-Man. Marvel by Spider-Man, Marvel by Spider-Man and I'm sitting here going, well, you know, we we you you can't let Disney own everything just because you want it all in a shared cinematic universe. Quality comes from competition, and if you own every, yeah, exactly, if you, exactly. If, you, if you own any, if you own everything, you have no incentive to uh, to do good. Yeah, to exactly. Make, to make good stuff, and I I don't think Disney's at that stage yet, but they're still I, buying everything, and they will but get I just there don't... eventually. But I just don't understand because even if Disney released half of the or half of these announcements, they would still get the same amount of people subscribing to the the service. Yeah. Like I I, I think it's a by the time you get into the I mean there's well over fifty announcements they've made. Yeah. Well over fifty announcements. Just Star Wars alone. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, exactly. Yeah. Ten ten Star Wars properties, and actually, and only one of them is a feature film. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and only Captain one Kennedy, of, yeah. Only one of them is a feature film. Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman and Wonder mm-hmm. Woman 2, which, by the way, early reviews are out. Apparently, it's great. Yeah, I've heard it's all right. I've heard it's quite good. They're trickling in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just waiting to see it. See, it. I'm going to see it in the cinema. Yeah, me too. I'd love to. Should we go together? Uh, not with you, no, sorry. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, so Patty Jenkins is going to be directing... Mm-hmm. A rogue squadron movie and they yep. released a really nice kind of mm. sizzle reel trailer for for this movie which was basically patty jenkins talking about how her father was a air force pilot yep and he died in service yep and she's always wanted to make uh an ace an ace fighter pilot movie 
Yeah. And there's never been a good enough story for it. But apparently this one is. And that yeah. really, really excites me. And I know that's the point. I know yeah. I know that's the point. But to have that kind of really personal aspect of that, if, if, you, if you know that really is very, very genuine for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then that really speaks to me in a kind of like, I you know, if this is important to the director, mm. then that's going to translate well to the audience. Because Completely. I think the worst of these big franchise movies are the ones and, and we've we've bitched and moaned till we're blue in the face about these franchise movies when they're done by committee and they're done by you know yep. board and things like that yeah and you know everything so far and we've got very little we've got very little information about it kind of suggests that it's not that which is great in my book Mm. I think it's such a cool idea squad you know like an actual fighter pilot style movie you, you can what an amazing idea like you can make this whatever you want to make yeah. this uh timeline wise this one is going to be nestled between empire strikes back and return of the jedi yeah so, so a really interesting yeah time. so my money is gonna be on wedge antilles oh yeah, uh, yeah being yeah. a main character interesting or, or that... the main character obviously recast because as much as i love dennis lawson I don't think he's. I don't. Th I don't think he's getting. It's a bit past him. He's though, a bit isn't past. It? He's a bit past it. He had his cameo in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, he didn't exactly. look amazing in it, if I'm no, honest. No. But <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. Another bit of Star Wars announcements. We had a casting announcement for something that we talked about last week and moving forward, which was the Kenobi series. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been announced that Hayden Christensen is returning as his role as Darth Vader. Okay. I have and thoughts. I have a lot of... Yeah, go for it, mate. Go for thoughts. it. My first thought is, who the hell cares? It's a suit, and uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a guy in the suit, and it, had, and it has to sound at least a little bit like James Earl Jones. It's going Otherwise... to be flashbacks, though, isn't it? It's going to be telling the story, if it's flashbacks, it If it's flashbacks, and he's actually Anakin on screen... And he actually gets some good dialogue and direction and stuff like that. Because a lot of the moans I have about Hayden Christensen in episodes two and three are actually more to do with the bloody script than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do and and how he, and how he's directed to act it. Like he exactly. He, he I don't. I, I don't single handedly blame him. I'm sure no. there are directors out there that can get good stuff out of Hayden Christensen. Yep. I've got no doubt about that. And the other point I had was it should be flashbacks because if it's not flashbacks it really spoils the obi-wan and darth vader confrontation in a new hope yeah it because does. there's You're a lot right. because there's a lot of dialogue in that confrontation that really sells that they've not seen each other since mustafar yeah you know however, like, you however know, when last I, we met i was but the apprentice now i am the master only a master of evil all all of that sort sort of yeah stuff. yeah yeah and Grand Moff Tarkin saying, surely he must be dead by now, which means nobody's heard from him. This, this is the one question mark I have about the, you know, even the presence of a Kenobi series set in that timeline anyway, is because he was just supposed to be a hermit. He was supposed to be doing nothing in yeah. that time. So I really hope that it's going to be localized yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. On, and I think, like just on I think it will. I think it will. I'm personally of the opinion that they're not allowed to meet. It, like, in the story i I, mm. I i don't i think they're not allowed to meet but i think if they ever met it would ruin the new hope mm. 
um, or that that scene in, in a new hope that's just, that's just my opinion and i think that's the most kind of you know star wars fanny don't fuck with my lore type yeah, um, yeah, opinion yeah. That i've ever had because usually i'm i'm on the side of tell a good story i don't have ownership over this property so just take me along for the ride and i'll eat it up because it's star wars and i love it Mm. but on this occasion please please don't (laughs) and if you do better be top grade shit better be top grade shit that's that's the point speaking of top grade shit um I'm I'm gonna we're gonna circle back round to the Mandalorian now, and we have two spin-offs of the Mandalorian. But before we get into those, are you up to date with the Mandalorian? I am up to date. We watched the latest episode last night. Got very very excited. Man, this is such a great show. It's such a good show. Isn't the second series? I think the second series is far better than the first series. Um, yes, I have a but on that. Okay, go for Just it. Just because I very. I very, very much like the first series for being more individual episode kind of like Doctor Who. Yeah, I know you've said um, this before, I've, and you don't like the continuation before. story. And I don't like the fact, and I know where they're heading, or I know what model they're trying to create with this thing, especially from this announcement, in that they're trying to create some kind of like TV-shared, universe-shared yeah, narrative, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they've yeah, announced, yeah. with the two new spin-off shows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, being Ahsoka... Yeah, of course. Starring Rosario Dawson, who made a lovely cameo last week in The Mm -hmm. Mandalorian. And what was the other one? Uh, So basically, it was Knights of the New Republic, or Rangers of the New Republic. Rangers of the New Republic. So I'm guessing that's going to be... uh, Oh, what's her name? What's the character's name? Oh, it's Fennec. Oh, the, the ranger. Yeah, she she's the sniper with Boba Fett. No, not her. Oh, okay. No, uh, the other thinking? the other one, the the actual. Oh, the Gina Gina Carlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Gina Carlo's character. I totally forget the name of yeah, the character. Yeah, I, I forget her name, but I think it's going to set center around her as well. And mm-hmm. while I sorry, Gina Carano, of yeah, course. Yeah, exactly, her character, and that's going to center around her. I'm guessing now. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Thank you. Thank you very there much. You go. Now, while I am very excited to see those things especially ahsoka because i'm a, I'm a bit more versed in the animated star wars world than you sure. are and she's a very big part of that and she's a very very popular she's a very very popular character among the fans yes while i am all up for that the announcement that those two spin-off shows would culminate in in a shared story event Mm-hmm. with a mandalorian fills me with worry because this yeah. has happened before this has happened before the cw did this mm-hmm. with the flash arrow uh legends of tomorrow supergirl sure. those those sure. four shows right and they did and they basically did mid-season and at mid-season and end-season special events where you mm-hmm. had to see every episode of every single one of those shows to understand what the fuck was going on yeah, and I hated it, and I hated it because it was an incredible piece of TV architecture. Yeah, but it meant because it was on the CW, which was a TV network, so not streaming. It meant you had to tune in for a superhero show on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. Yeah, to see all to see all of this shit. Yeah, and I worry that it will dilute the Mandalorian in uh-huh. order to. 
just get that sort of like structure and they're just trying to get as many people to watch yeah, as many I, shows as they yeah, want yeah, yeah, and yeah. I feel somewhat forced yes. by doing it that way mm-hmm. I just don't like the model I'm like Alex, let me f- like what I like and don't yeah. force me to watch anything even if I even if I like all the other things because I was like you know a lot of us don't have oh, don't have time to just watch all of this stuff it brings a it brings a sinister it brings a sinister twist to the famous phrase of Alex, may the force be with you. Exactly, yes. I say oh, that all God. the time. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm I'm excited. I am excited for both these. Um, I'm as you said, I'm not uh, not hugely versed with Ashoka. I'm I know now I will need to watch the animated series. I'm gonna do it over Christmas because I've got a bit of time off from work, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Now, this was an animated series announced, obviously on the back of the success of the Clone Wars yeah. and other Star Wars properties. The animated series. So I was I was thinking about these the other day. I think the animated series of Star Wars have been such a monumental success for that franchise yeah. to the point where obviously Marvel are now going to be doing breaching it into the in the animated uh, verse that was going to obviously tie into their wider MCU. Um, this one looks really interesting. Yeah. It's obviously set around a bad batch of clones that obviously are defying order 66 i would imagine because it is set around that sort of time yeah well absolutely we were introduced to these characters in the final season of the clone wars and they're really quite they're really quite interesting ah, okay. and it, it will be fun to see their kind of antics I, I i expect what i expect from them is for them to be this sort of rogue element that are just trying to create havoc for the new created empire Mm, as mm. as they can in in the, a really kind of eclectic way and it's like a i think you'd really like it actually because it's like a military squad where you know one of the one of them's a sniper one of them's a tech guy one of nice. them one of them's a brawler so the muscle teenage mutant ninja turtles one, one of them basically. is a muscle and one of them is rambo oh cool <laughs> one of them nice. is rambo teenage mutant ninja complete turtles. with a headscarf and they all Amazing. they all have like their their archetypes and they're built like the archetypes, and it's very cool. stereotypical. And it really leans into that kind of action. So genre they've already been they've already been introduced, though. Yeah, they? they got one. Ep- oh, they, cool. They got one episode in the final season of the Clone Wars, and amazing. And it's it's quite a good outing, actually. To be fair, I recommend Fantastic. going to watch watch that to kind of get a flavor of what that would be about. But I'm very keen for that. What I'm most excited for, Go actually, for in the whole slate of star wars announcements is actually star wars acolyte acolyte interesting because we don't really know a huge amount about this that is the reason the synopsis that they sort of gave for this thing which Mm was uh do you have it there yeah so basically it was set in the high republic era of the franchise yeah so high, high republic but it talks about it talks about you know growing dark side powers and all this mm. stuff and the high republic is a period of star wars that as of just now in the disney canon is completely sure. unexplored anything, yes and i know the point anything, you're making here yeah anything yeah, yeah. that happens before the phantom menace mm-hmm. as far as since disney bought lucasfilm currently does yeah. not exist if you're talking there has been so much stuff that's been created oh. like the the content that has been created before yeah, the phantom yeah. the menace extended is universe mental. the extended universe before disney bought lucasfilm is unbelievably huge 
and some yeah. of it is absolutely insane like the original yeah. death of chewbacca in that universe was him getting crushed by a planet yeah 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 it's, it's ridiculous it, but but it's but it's it's, it's kind of it's it's it, it's caused it to turn to more fan fiction than anything when disney can come along with their canon and quite literally with their canon and shoot it exactly the exactly but it does but i am very very interested because i'll be honest i'm a little bit tapped out of between episodes three and four i'm like you've, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. done a lot We're of done. that you've done a lot We're of done. that and for the most part it's all been fantastic Let's and I think we'll else. feel the same thing between six and seven. Yeah. We're going to feel that pretty soon as well, you know, throughout the, the, the whole timeline. And don't get me wrong, there's still elements. And I think like Squadrons is a really good example of this because what Squadrons does is it takes an element of Star Wars. So Rogue Squadron. And, sorry, Rogue Squadron, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and it, not the game. Not, not, <laughs> not the game. Back no. in that thing again. But the, the, it takes an element of Star Wars and it puts another complete twist on it. You know, like... I want to see horror movies. I want to see like a cast of people going to an out of reach and a horror film, a Star Wars horror yeah. film. I want to see, you know, and, and what I think we might be getting with Andor is a kind of a, a Coruscant true crime or yeah, a crime yeah, yeah. thriller. Do you know, like a dirty, grotty crime story. Exactly. That's, that's kind that's of cartel Cartel, yeah. yeah. Or what about a Breaking Bad-esque style story? Exactly. Like a really, with, with um, I, I really hope we see more of Mayfair. I love Bill Burr Mayfeld. so much. Mayfell, pardon. I love him so much. Yeah. I love no, him he so was much. great in that last episode. But I mean, you know, also the name Acolyte, just to quickly finish off on Acolyte, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. is you might not be aware, because I know you've not watched too much of the Clone Wars, is that there's this there's this race of force users called the Night Sisters. Okay. Who they they use the force, but the way they manifest it looks a lot more like witchcraft and and magic ah. and it's really really creepy you know lots of skulls and you know witchcraft like more traditionally sure, sure, wa- sure. witchcraft and what and one of the toe of newt exactly eye of frog S- stuff like that potions and stuff like that the first time i was introduced <laughs> sure. to them i wasn't really sold i was like this is hitting a bit too close to home like as far as like magic is concerned but and it's actually the same planet <laughs> too close to home no but you're no, 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 no but like do you know <laughs> i know you what know, you mean yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what i, I mean, what mean. but and it's actually where is the same planet where Darth Maul comes from. Um, he's oh, a, fantastic! He's, a, he's, a, yeah, he's yeah. a knight brother, and the males look like that, and the knight sisters look like something completely yeah, else. I know what you're and looking, the yeah. and the initiates of that kind of sisterhood are called acolytes. Ah, so I, I see. wonder if this is going to be set, or at least start on that world, which I think is called it's called Dathomir. Yeah. Dathomir. Dathomir. Yes, yes. So this is featured in the game. Yes, it is. Exactly. The game no, that we've so just you played. are aware of the Night Sisters. Yes, yeah. I do. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yes. So I is wonder... that game? That game's canon, isn't it? Yeah, that game is canon. How yeah. interesting! Do you think we will see a live action interpretation of Cam? I don't know his name. Oh, Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan. Well, yeah. that's not High Republic, though, is it? Uh, no, I, I know, but I know, but later. Oh, on at, some point, at some point, at some maybe, point, maybe, maybe I don't know. That'd be cool. Nice I like speculation. Cool. I, like I love cool things yeah, that yeah, are cool, cool. cool. And they did mo- they did model the character to look like the actor as well, so it'd be very easy to do. And <laughs> no, honestly, it's brilliant. But no, no, I know, I, mean, I like it. I like it. I would be very, very interested interested for a central character in this previously unexplored timeline of Star Wars to be a night sister, and mm. I think that would be very, very interesting. Now, I touched on it. We have Cassian Andor, 12 uh, episode series coming to Disney Plus. 
I love it. I think Diego Luna is so awesome. Yeah. I th- I personally I thought Rogue Rogue One was one of my most favorite films. I know we disagree we on do. this, but I <laughs> I I think his character is absolutely fantastic. I think he's I think his he, character he, has the potential to be fantastic, which is why yeah. I am equally excited for this series. And I think I and I know that um so obviously the 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 cat the character um does die or does he die in rogue one in rogue one but i think that this is a really really cool character i know we're, we're running out of time so i want to just get through some of the more the, the star wars one before we get on to marvel yeah. we have droid story which is a new project for disney plus which will fe- feature a huge uh, new hero um i said a huge new hero i don't know where that came from which will feature a new hero alongside r2d2 and c3po right okay now this one's supposed to set after the uh rise of skywalker interesting yeah, another period is, of unexplored time. Exactly, uh, and also what's supposed to ex- explore in that also period of time is Visions, Star Wars Visions, which is an upcoming anime anthology series coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. So, an anthology series again. I like the sound of that because that's going to give you weird things. It's going to give you new episodes each week with different things that are happening. Yeah. I'm all I'm all for that. Definitely. Uh, the last one I have on the list here, unless you have anything else, is Lando. Yes. Uh, now, Lando is being set uh, around about, I think it's being set, yeah, so it's kind of being set just after Solo. Yeah. So just after Kenobi. Basically in the time where Bash. Donald Glover would still look like young Lando. Yeah, but there was no announcements that he had been cast as uh, Lando. Oh, I have, I have on a news article that that is... Uh... The the Guardian are reporting that it is Donald Glover repli- reprising his role. Fantastic! So Fantastic. there we go. I would love to see mm. Alden Ehrenreich back as well. Yeah, but I'm sure. I'm sure that, that can it might not happen, but I would love to see him back because he did a good job. We also, I think. We also Disney also discussed the untitled Takiwatiti Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, which is in uh, which will be announced in May. Yeah. Uh, so I guess stand by for that. But that is. All of to, yeah, I to believe, say nothing, the Star Wars yeah, to say nothing of uh, the fabled Ryan Johnson trilogy, which um, you know I've been keeping an eye on. It's not been officially cancelled yet. No, so no, I don't know what's we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening with that, but fingers crossed. I want to see it. I know a lot of people don't, but those people are wrong. So there we go. <laughs> so let's get into the Marvel announcements because these came a plenty. Maybe not quite as much as the Star Wars. Um, I'll be honest, the whole Star Wars. It was like when the DC fandom was announced, and I wasn't hugely into the DC stuff. And then after the DC fandom came out, I was like, "Oh, mate, DC I'm all everything, in for this. all in, baby." Uh-huh. And, I, and, and the same thing has happened for Star Wars because, look, I, Marvel is my, I guess, out of all of these, I would say I'm more a Marvel fan than the than the Star Wars ones. But I, to be honest, now the Star Wars has picked right up for me. Oh, definitely especially um, with the quality of the mandalorian but anyway let's yeah. let's get let's get marvel okay okay so marvel we have uh obviously we talked a little bit about this last week but black panther 2 uh, they're choosing not to recast uh, or uh, a motion motion capture uh, chadwick boseman that's the right decision um and and they're not going to be recasting T'Challa. So T'Challa in this universe will also sadly pass away yeah this is what um, i was expecting and i do think that is the right decision Mm. Um, the third Ant-Man film, so Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, uh, is officially in development. Peyton Reed is returning to direct, as will Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Fabulous. Quantumania, Quantumania will also introduce Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, 
one of Marvel's biggest villains. Ift, ift, ift. Mm. Now, I'm going to pause there and slightly, rather than going through my list, I'm going to pivot towards uh, something else that was announced this week, which is the trailer for Loki came out. Yes. Now, rather than doing a full trailer breakdown, I think I just want to touch on the Kang the Conqueror point, because one of the points that I made when watching the Loki trailer was there is an awful lot of face statues in that trailer, and one of which I looked at and I went, that is Kang. So I wonder if Kang the Conqueror is going now, to I also appear in the because, Loki series. Because Kang the Conqueror has not featured in the MCU so far, I'll be honest, mm. I don't know much about him. I've just so, I've just yeah. read things on fan sites that he's mm. uh you know, he's a he's a time traveler kind of villain and that's kind of his big kind of MO, as it were. Yeah, exactly. And I think the time element of 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 Kang ties together because we also are very versed in the multiverse elements of this. So you've got the Doctor Stranges, the WandaVisions, the Spider-Mans. Yeah. They're going to be they're going to be over there. Whereas I think the time traveling elements of the MCU are going to be teased out of your Ant-Mans and your Loki. Which, by the way, just to just to quickly segue into the multiverse stuff, how much are you loving the memes on the internet about various people that have nothing to do with the MCU franchise being, being, being recast? It's like Elijah Wood. Is 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 coming back as Frodo Baggins for Spider Man Three? <laughs> I love well, that. I think it's bit brilliant. Of, bit of, it's so funny. But but it's but it's so great because obviously you know just to finish to finish on that we we did get some amazing announcements. Yeah. You know it's it's now confirmed that Andrew Garfield is is gonna be is gonna be there. It's also been confirmed that Alfred um, Molina is, is also as gonna Doc be Oc. coming back as, as Doc Ock, which is just wonderful. It is wonderful. It's just it like, really is. It's what what a did, time it, to be. I, alive like i know genuinely. it's fucking brilliant um so in the trailer for loki though whilst we also had the uh i think maybe a foreshadowing of kang we also had uh, a character being introduced by uh, owen wilson now owen wilson plays this sort of i guess this 60s disheveled agent at the tva which is the time uh, tda which is the time dilation authority oh, okay which is a very big so the, the time dilation authority it's very doctor who-esque very rick and morty the, the rick and morty kind of do a joke about the time dilation authority uh, in in that show but i have a theory which is owen wilson's character is going to be uh i think he's called peace justice or justice peace it's an imaginative um, name <laughs> exactly but but basically um having justice peace justice peace is a rogue agent of the tda okay. so i believe he could be uh the villain for the loki series Interesting. so you heard it here first um but also i believe kang might do a crossover between ant-man and loki which is a really interesting pairing because those two have not yeah. met each other yet but so, again i'll be uh, honest i'll be extru- I-, I will get exhausted very very quickly if i feel like i have to watch all these series in order to understand the bigger story i think it's big enough to do it in in the feature length movies i think because you know i'll 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 talk to lots of people who are even put off about watching all the marvel movies that we have out so far in the run-up to end to infinity war and endgame just because they felt like they were you had to watch everything and if you now have to 
traverse the TV world as well. That's that's a lot yeah. to ask. It's a it's a fickle balance, but I, as we've said from the start, so long as everything's good, you can watch anything in isolation. And if you liked it and it was good, then you have the option to go, oh, but then yeah. if you like this, maybe you'll like this. And so it's a fickle balance of making sure that that is the hook and not the the hook for this is not you have to watch everything all the yeah. time. So long as so long as you make it clear that everything is in its own isolation and you can enjoy the art for what it is in its certain different columns, yeah. but you have the option to for it to bleed over that's the trick and i I, look if disney can't do it no one can but they've got so much money might power creativity because something that has been very apparent through all these announcements is who is the creative minds for all of these things do you know the first name that was announced for the ant-man project was peyton reed before you've got all the actors in there and i think that that is a really nice and interesting reaction and and it's Um, it's the same for all the star wars properties one of the you know the the big thing that they the that they're saying is like you know the Taika Waititi Star Wars movie, John John the, Favreau, you know, John Fa- back, yeah. John Favreau and Dave Filoni are doing the yeah, are, are, are doing all that. Patty Jenkins is go is going, and yeah, the director yeah, yeah. was the trailer. Yes, when yes, has that yes. happened? No, you're absolutely right, and that's the point I'm trying to make is that actually that's the pivot that they're making, and it's good. Like it's good because we because you build trust in these people. The directors are becoming the directors are becoming the real stars again, like they were back in the olden days. (laughs) It's so nice. Absolutely. Just to finish off on the Loki trailer, we also had a very quick vision of what I think is Vormir and what I think might have been Black Mm -hmm. Widow. Now, I'm speculating that potentially in Loki's new timeline... Yeah, because it is a new timeline. I, it is a new timeline. I'm thinking that uh, that Hawkeye, it, sort of spoilers for Endgame, Hawkeye sacrificed himself for the Soul Stone and not Black Widow. And that's maybe how we will get Black Widow back. Interesting. So there might be an interesting timeline. Um, but it's also been announced, and just before we go on to it, whilst we're on Black Widow, and obviously the Black Widow movies, I think they were... I think there's going to be some major reveals in that movie that are going to tie into Falcon Winter Soldier, et cetera, et cetera. And we did get a Falcon Winter uh, Winter Soldier trailer. But on the subject of Black Widow, it has been announced that uh, the Hawkeye series, which was announced last week, and I think we didn't we didn't really cover it, and we 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 kind of forgot the Hawkeye series um, is in production. It's going to, be, going to be starring Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, but it's also confirmed Haley Steinfeld as fellow Archer Kate Bishop, and it's going to have Florence Pugh returning as her role because Florence Pugh obviously is going to be in the Black yes. Widow series. So, which, how long have we been waiting for that movie at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, it's mental. Um. We're jumping around all over the shop. We don't know where to go to next. Let's get into She-Hulk. She-Hulk has been cast by Tatiana uh, Maslany, and she is the lawyer slash superhero, which we're going to get. This is going to be your Deadpool. This is going to be your looking at the camera, fourth wall breaking. Yeah, she's not quite meta, isn't she? She-Hulk. Yeah, she's very meta. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be surprised if this is an R rated uh, TV series. That'd be series, cool. I'd be up which, for that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And I and I think it bleeds to that point we're making of make art good. Just make things different, make it versatile. If you like it, you can go in something else. Mark Ruffalo has been announced to be in that movie, which just makes perfect sense. Um, I think that's really cool. And I guess before we get onto the multiverse news with the Wanda Well, I guess let's just do the fucking WandaVision yeah. now. The WandaVision has its second yeah. trailer looks Does. fantastic that's obviously going to be the f- i think that's going to be the first one that we get i think that's that is where i'm pithing. very very interested to see what you know in where is this taking place where and when and how is this taking when? place this is a very very it's a very very odd looking 
premise, but I think the intrigue of it is really uh, selling it for me. Yeah. Now, this is the one that even though it's... I, I get the impression that it's not in the multiverse. I get the impression this might be in her mind. This All of this might be existing, and maybe she is... Uh, this is maybe between um, Infinity War yeah, and Endgame. Because she's so powerful that she know. could actually manifest these things, right? Yeah. yeah, she could. And I think they're going to be exploring a lot of those powers um, a little bit more in detail with this. Um, let's go on to some fun cast announcements. Obviously, we have the Moon Knight series, which is very, very vague. Nothing's really announced for that. Again, this could be another contender for an R-rated series from Marvel. But we, there is rumors, and I believe it's announced, that Oscar Isaacs from Star Wars and from other franchises has been cast as the titular character. If there's character, not a scene awesome. where he goes, Gra- <laughs> Dracula. Dracula, you fucking nerd. Where's my goddamn money? I'm gonna sue because that's so exactly. Funny. Um, we also had the uh, a secret invasion that would recruit uh, reunite Captain uh, Marvel, Sam Jackson, and Ben Mendelsohn. So that's coming on the on the cards of TV hell. series. We had Ironheart, Ironheart, a series about inventor Ricky Williams starring Dominique Thorne and Don Cheadle returning to play uh, War Machine in a series called armor wars about tony stark's tech falling into the wrong hands we had i am groot which i don't know if it's going to be a animated series or not but there's also guardians of the galaxy holiday special so there's two guardians of the galaxy things coming up i love the idea of a guardians of the galaxy holiday special because i because i think it will be a star wars holiday special spoof i think it will will. i think it will be they're gonna have some weird kind of life day thing but it's going to be the central yeah, cast yeah, it's yeah. just going to be this huge hollywood joke and it's going to be brilliant uh, in terms of new things it's about as big as upcoming films marvel has confirmed that christian bale is joining the next thor revealing that he's playing a villain named gore the god butcher and it's also confirmed that marshall ali is starring in the blade film and revealed that peyton reed will come back and we've done the peyton reed news i'm I'm circulating the drain here right now um the one thing that i was really excited about is um iman villani she's been cast as uh, kamala khan which i'm so excited for because there was one element of the marvel game that i really liked was (laughs) one element of the marvel game yeah a pakistani american teen based in new jersey um it looks it looks i think it looks great there's there's been a little kind of piece on her and what that was like for her to be cast in that role and what this means for so many teenagers across the world to see their themselves being represented on the highest of stages which i just love um (laughs) jeez there's there's so so much much stuff are we done with marvel Um, yet because we still have normal disney to go Well, I just wanted to touch on this. So the filming is concluded for Shang-Chi, Legends of the Ten Rings. Um, So we have Simi Liu. Um, Also, Aquafina. she's been making the news left, right, and center. So she's going to be in uh, the Ten ten Rings. The Multiverse of Madness uh, will tie into WandaVision, obviously. Um, And there was one more, and I've totally forgotten it. So I guess at that point, mate, I think we've talked about everything. And I've just remembered the last thing. John Watts. Is officially announced to be the director of a new Fantastic yes, Four. Yes, I did Marvel's hear this. First family. Yeah. Oh, man. As long as it's better, as long as it's alive. better than Fant Four Stick. Yeah. Then, I think uh, then I'll be happy. Man, that's exactly. a lot. God, that's not even all the announcements. 
no, because, you it's know not. what? You know, just to do it really quickly, because I'm not. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna go into depth into any of it. But they announced a cast for the live action Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. did that. They announced a uh, animated TV show. No, an animated movie of Lightyear. Oh, I'm so excited which, for this. Which I'm really excited for because do you remember years ago there was like a Buzz Lightyear TV show? Yes, and it was yes, Tim yes. and it was Tim Allen and it was like um, Adventures of Buzz Lightyear against the evil Emperor Zerg in space, mm. uh, Space mm. Rangers. I had it on VHS and it was brilliant. I watched it like all the time. Uh, and it's Chris Evans that's going to be playing Buzz Lightyear. Yes, it and is. Yeah. So not not voiced by Tim Allen, and it's going to be very strange to see that character voiced by someone else. Uh, which, but it makes sense. But it makes sense, right? Because it's it's the story of Buzz Lightyear as a space ranger, not as a toy. Yeah, I know. So this is him, and it'll be him as a young space ranger. Yeah. Except the 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 thing about it is in Toy Story. You can mm-hmm. press one of his buttons to make his speaker like speak a voice, uh, like you're to the rescue, and that, and that voice is Tim Allen. Mm. So that voice has I to come from somewhere. Do you I see don't what know. I, mean? I think I, I, yeah, I, we've got to suspend your disbelief no, you somewhere. You do. Like, yeah. you, and I think that's the that's the good. Baymax. I'm excited for this. Disney finally recognizing that Big Hero Six was a huge success. I love for them. Big Hero Six. I think it's a great, great yeah, movie. Me too. They need to lean into that more. Uh, we have Zootopia Plus, a brand new series from the hit Zootopia. Yep. Uh, Tiana, based on the Princess and the Frog, is coming. Yep. Um, Moana. There is a musical Moana, yep. yeah, the musical comedy, a long form version of that. And um, something I'm really excited for is uh, Encanto, which is a new movie set in Colombia with the music written by none other than Lin Manuel Miranda. Fabulous. And that's in development. Um, I Iwaju, which is the original long-form series made by partnership of Kulagi Media. So this is a, an African-style series that's taking place in the Disney uh, animated averse, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited for. And obviously, we talked on uh, Lightyear. There is a Lightning McQueen and Mater TV series oh, coming. Who cares? Doug Days about Doug the dog from Up. Bloody uh, hell. Pixar's Popcorn. There's the Spark Shorts. So that's the the uh, Spark Shorts episode. It's Burrow, which arrives in Disney Plus this christmas uh, luca which is a, an, an italian pixar movie uh, and turning red about a 13 year old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda Bloody yes hell. really and even though we've rattled off all of that there will have been things that we've missed but i'm going to accept that there are things that that we have missed to wrap this up there is an ice age series with simon no Peck. stop it <laughs> Will no, we need to finish. I can't believe how much shit is going into this it's thing. Madness. It's me- it is mental. But you got to think, right? This time next year, we won't have had nearly half yeah, of this. Yeah, this stuff. is the thing. So yeah. it is the element of it's the they drop all like even even the DC fandom is slightly worn off because it's like they're going to drop all this stuff, but then you've kind of forgotten about it. So these things. What you've got here, and and I guess it goes counter to the point I made previously. The point I made previously is that you could have announced half of this and you still would have got the same amount of people signing up for the service. Whereas actually, it's massive announcements like this that you're going to see the big spikes yeah. at. You're going to see the big spikes over Christmas for this. People are just going to go, well, I may as well buy it for the next yeah. year. Oh, man. Crazy. I'm exhausted. I'm me exhausted. Too. This episode has exhausted yeah. me. Yeah. It's been an Do you even remember which episode. movie we talked about? Man, I don't even know where I am right yeah, now. Yeah, it was something about Santa Claus, I think. Things are ramping up in the world. Things are getting serious. Yeah. 
Not to mention that we have a vaccine around the corner, which I'm really excited Hell for. We yeah. never talked about that in the real world, which is awesome. Who cares about the real um, world when we can live in the Disney world? Who cares about the real world? world? Exactly, exactly. So things are good. And Father Christmas arrives on the 25th. I hope you've been a good oh, I hope I have Alex. to. I know you have. Um, I guess it's worthwhile just doing one more plug for the show that you're in as well, your Christmas Carol. Yeah, absolutely. How's that going? Absolutely. No, it's good. It's good. I've done all my rehearsals. My first performance is next week. So very much looking forward to that. I did actually go and see the show because I was given a couple of uh, complimentary tickets uh, a couple of nights ago. And it's a really, really good time. So if you're in London and you fancy coming to see a show, uh, come along because it's going to be really good. There's a link in the uh, in the in the description of the episode at the bottom, so you can follow all the links there. So we're in a great mood. Loads we of are. good stuff's happening for this. And Alex, what do they have to do Go now? Get yourself on the Apple Podcast app. Give us a five star rating and perchance a review. Mm-hmm. If you don't mm-hmm. want to write us a review, then you can tell us what your favorite movie is or your favorite movie mm. soundtrack is. We love to hear, see, and hear and read all of it. And mm. all of that fun stuff. We You can also find us on Spotify and lots of other platforms that you listen to your podcasts on. If you want to get in touch mm. with the show, we have an email address as well, don't we? Yes, the email address is motionspod at gmail.com. And you can write a lovely review in, um, just like one that Martha wrote. And Martha wrote a really lovely review. And she says, you'll love the Brosnan blanket at mayfair.co.uk with great deals on all textiles and bedding products. Enjoy a free delivery. And that's a really nice review, Martha. Because what you do, because Martha, what you've done there is that you've really, and I know that you've not said it up front. It's a subtle one. It's gone in under the radar. But you've basically just went, do you know what, guys? Your recent review of Greece was mind-blowing I saw some things that I'd never seen before and I'm looking at the movie in a way that I'd never seen and I think that it's things like that that spur us to keep going isn't it absolutely it's things like that, that keeps going. speaking of speaking of keep going next week is our final Christmas movie the, the second, second of two. two final <laughs> we only just started but <laughs> exactly. there we go <laughs> exactly uh, well it's like the way Christmas always is it's only when you get into the Christmas spirit you find yourself on January mm-hmm. 1st <laughs> I don't know. Fuck does that even mean? What are we doing next week, mate? We are doing Home Alone. Oh, uh, taking a bit of time to chill out at home, relax, and uh, and then all of a sudden, some uh, creepy men try and break into our home again. Sinister movie. When you couple a movie, you couple... but an undeniable classic. And yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, we will see you again next week. Until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta ta. <laughs> <laughs>